I wish I knew the end of the story. These words were said to me once by a man who was kind of going through a great deal of suffering in his life, a lot of difficulties with his health, but also challenges with his family. He had a lot of ups and downs and a lot of uncertainty about what lie ahead. I wish I knew how the story ended. By this, he meant that if the story ended well, if it ended on a positive note, he would have the courage and the strength to move forward with hope, with perseverance, and even with joy in the midst of those difficulties. Maybe you know somebody in your life who, when you want to watch a movie you haven't seen before, tells you the ending of that movie. It's probably the most frustrating thing imaginable. Maybe some of you do the same. Uh, please don't. It's not a good thing. But ultimately, although that might spoil a movie, in our lives, if we know the ending, how things end, that can really make all the difference for how we live. Today in this liturgy, in this great vigil, we have heard a long and dramatic story. This story of salvation history, how God worked in creation, leading us ultimately to salvation. We heard this incredible story spanning the entire breadth of the Bible. We heard how this story began with God's good creation in the book of Genesis. God created a world that was good. God created humanity to be his co-workers in this good world, to work with him to build up creation. We heard, however, how things got broken, how sin entered the world, how there was a fall, how through sin death entered the world, and this death and brokenness spread. We heard at the same time the way God constantly came to rescue humanity, and we heard this from the book of Exodus, this great story, this paradigmatic story of Israel's salvation, of God liberating Israel from slavery in Egypt, leading them through the Dead Sea. And as we read in the Bible, this same pattern repeats itself. The people would go forward, they would fall, they would sin, they would get into trouble, and God would rescue them. God would save them, God would liberate them. But this salvation was always temporary. It was never fulfilled. As time went on, ultimately then, we hear the prophets. God sent his prophets like Isaiah, like Ezekiel, like Jeremiah, who begin to tell or foretell a time where there will be God's ultimate salvation entering the world, when God would send a Messiah who would not bring just a temporary salvation but a final and complete salvation. This Messiah would establish God's reign that lasts here and into eternity. And then we heard from the Apostle Paul how he identifies this Messiah as being Jesus. And then most importantly then, in the Gospel, after all the ups and downs of this story of salvation history, in the Gospel, finally, we hear the end of the story. We hear about the resurrection of Jesus that this story of God working in humanity ends on such an incredible note, ends ultimately with the victory of life over sin and death. Ultimately, life wins in the end. This ultimately is the end of our story. It can be a bit challenging sometimes to accept this, to believe ultimately in the resurrection, to believe in this good news that we proclaimed 
with this glorious Alleluia here at the Easter Vigil, to believe that Christ rose from the dead can be difficult. When I was younger, I liked to read kind of these, enorm- like these longer narratives made up of several books, like Lord of the Rings, like Harry Potter, and you get to see these ups and downs that happen in this story. And it is a lot like the story of salvation history that we heard. Ultimately, however, we know that Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter, at least hopefully we know, are not true stories. Hopefully I'm not letting the cat out of the bag here. But these are fictional, right? These stories ultimately are meant to uplift us. But in the end, we don't believe that they are true. What's so different about the story that we heard today is that we believe that it is true. We believe ultimately that Christ did indeed rise from the dead. And this can be a hard thing for us to believe. And for each of us, we can come to belief in the resurrection in different ways. We can, for example, come to belief in the resurrection through the witness or the testimony of the saints. And here in St. Peter's Church, we can reflect upon the example or the life of St. Peter. And we see in his life quite a dramatic turnaround that needs to be accounted for. We see on the one hand that when Jesus was arrested, when he was tried and put to death, Peter, this hand-picked disciple, this hand-picked leader of the church, denies Jesus. He flees from Jesus. He's terrified from his life. This happens just as Christ is put to death. Then ultimately, some days later, we know that, or some time later, Peter goes out from his hiding. He overcomes his fear and he proclaims Christ and proclaims Christ crucified and ultimately does so in the face of suffering and death. We need to, I think, account for these two pieces of data. How does Peter at one point in time fear for his life and then later sometime afterwards go preaching ultimately to the point of suffering and death? What accounted for this change? Ultimately, we have to take seriously what Peter himself said, that the change was that Jesus rose from the dead, that this changed everything for him. We can also come to belief in the resurrection of Jesus through the example of people in our lives, these saints maybe who have not been proclaimed, these people around us who through their love, service, and kindness give us glimpses of the resurrected life of Christ. Or we can see the beauty, the goodness in our lives, and we can catch a glimpse of the resurrection. Although it can be hard to believe ultimately in this, the end of our story, there are so many things around us that lead us to faith in the resurrection of Christ. Faith ultimately that the end of our story is life. In our baptism, we become a part of this story of Jesus. Baptism is ultimately for each and every one of us where we become grafted onto Christ, where we enter into God's great plan of salvation. In a few moments here, we will be baptizing Philip, and we also will be reminded of our own baptism, where we become a new creature in Christ. In baptism, we have the faith that at the end of our life, we will rise again through Christ's power. But even before this happens, we experience this new life here and now. We are transformed in the presence through our baptism. One way ultimately we are transformed is that we become people of hope and people of joy. St. John Paul II often liked to say that we Christians are an Easter people and hallelujah is our song.
Hallelujah is our song. Being a follower of Christ, believing that the end of our story ends in resurrection, in the victory of life, should transform the way that that we go through our life here and now. In our life, of course, there are ups and downs. There is much gloom and darkness sometimes in our life, even in the midst of blessings. But in this darkness, we are called to be light, just as Christ is the light of the world. During this liturgy, the symbol of light has been so powerful. We began at the outside of the church to bless this new fire, a symbol of Christ's resurrection. We lit the Paschal candle, we entered the church, we lit our own tapers, and we saw how the light transferred from just one candle representative of Christ's resurrection and filled this entire dark church with light. This ultimately is a symbol of what we are called to do as followers of Jesus. At our baptism, we receive this light of Christ and we go out into the world and we spread this light of Christ, this joy and this hope to those around us. Later on in this liturgy, we will have an opportunity to again light our tapers. And when you're holding that lighted taper, when I get you to renew our baptismal promises, when we all renew our baptismal promises, let us really focus on that light and remind ourselves that this is the light of Christ we received at baptism and use it ultimately to go out and to spread this light to those around us. We Christians know the end of our story. We know that ultimately Christ has risen from the dead, that life is victorious over death, and knowing this end of our story makes all the difference.